What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Broken Tables Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Vegas, here with our co-host, reigning, defending, broken predictions champion, King Rome. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing excellent. Awesome, man. Awesome. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 100 of the Broken Tables Podcast with our AEW Dynamite Winter Is Coming review. Um... 100 episodes man um i know we've done a couple more than that because they weren't really counted as like one of our numbered episodes but that, that's uh that's pretty awesome isn't it hitting 100 here yeah man uh definitely uh definitely been a fun ride covering aw this year uh you know we started i believe it was what march february yeah yeah way back yeah um but it's it's been a fun 100 episodes and you know thank you to everyone that's kind of been you know riding along with us for these 100 episodes it's absolutely um, we love doing it yeah and thank you guys who are in the chat welcome miyaja thank you for joining um man this uh aew winter is coming came out of dallas texas um they had a really good crowd here tonight um i was kind of worried because you know dallas usually sucks but you know, we won't, we won't go there, but yeah, great, great show tonight. What up, Jordan? Oh man, we got Jordan in the house again. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much for joining us. I know you don't have a lot of time out there. Um, so let's get started right away here with, uh, the elite versus death triangle in game number four, uh, which I just want to start off by saying that they, they fucking get it. They really oh, get dude, it. They, absolutely. Because they they went out and they got the NBA fucking music, the NBA on NBC music, and they had that playing through all the ads today coming leading up to the show, and then they opened the show and they had it playing like, it, like it just it feels so authentic and so genuine. Like you know that the elite and you know that Tony Khan, like you know that they're listening to the fans, and you know like like kind of how I was you know, like I've been demanding that we refer to these matches as games. Because the rest of Twitter is doing the same thing. This is yeah. might as well be the NBA World Series or um, World Champion, World Finals. Sorry, Finals, yeah. NBA Finals. Um, like it might as well be, and just they they've picked up on it. You know what I mean? Between the BTE skits to the music, uh, it's just it's been great. It's so good, so good. Everything about it is just great. And I was surprised they had the music. I wasn't sure if they were accidentally airing that music because 
No. That was very surprising that they had the music tonight. The, da, 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 you know what I mean? Like that. I, I was I was shocked. I was like, whoa, are they allowed to play that? But thinking about it, that's actually TNT's music. So that was like the NBA on TNT, wasn't it? No, from what I my understanding is it was NBC's. Uh, oh, NBC. wow. But okay. Tony, Tony had said on Twitter today that he bought the rights to it. Wow. OK. Andrea, yeah, excellent show, 100 out of 10. Yeah, I thought it was a great show as well. Um, so this Elite versus uh, Death Triangle Game 4 match, man, like, like you said, they, they, they just they get it. Um, I, wa- I wanted to get your opinion on a uh, sign that I had noticed immediately in the crowd. Uh, said, Zelda is better than Mario. Um, h- how you feel about that, sir? Well, Jeff, I just want to say that, you know, the AW fan base, they're my people. Because that sign is 100% correct. Zelda is better than Mario by a lot. Um, yeah, I, I saw that sign and I was just like, man, that's great. That's my favorite. That's my favorite video game uh, sign that I've seen in an AEW show. Um, but I was, I was yeah. texting someone else. I, I sent him the picture of the crowd and it's just the elite enter, you know, in the ring and someone's holding up a Zelda's better than Mario sign. Like, these are my people. Like, this is. Yeah, these, these are my people. <laughs> it's just. You just you just feel at home sometimes, you know what I mean? Like right? sometimes you feel like you belong in a group, you know, in a family and AEW fan base. Like that's me. That's how I feel. I feel like I belong I, in the AEW fan base. hundred percent agree, man. When you go to the shows, you just like, you feel like you belong, you know, and the, the guy walking around with the WWE championship, he just knows he doesn't belong. Like, you know, right. it's, it just, it is what it is, you know, because <laughs> I actually have some stuff I want to talk about, but let's, we'll get to it later. Yep. Um, so this match, man, had me with a roller coaster of emotions here. Um, Nick Jackson um, apparently suffered an injury in this match to uh, looked like his right ankle. He started favoring it, um, tagged out of the match, you know, said something to Kenny like, you're, you're going to have to go in. I was kind of worried for a minute. And then Brandon started spraying his ankle down. So I was like, OK, OK, this is a cave fabe injury. Um, you know, I was like, oh, thank God. But then he disappeared from ringside. Um, Doc Samson had came over to look at him and he just disappeared. Um, they, they, they managed to tell us that he's gone back to the back. I was legit worried for a lot of this match, but my God, Kenny Omega, he is incredible. He picked up most of uh, the slack during the time Nick was in the back. Kenny is he's better than I think I've ever seen him. And he's been my favorite wrestler for about five, six years now. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just, I'm blown away at this guy going away for a year, getting all these surgeries, you know, to try to come back and coming back as far as I'm concerned, better than ever. Yeah. You know, I I completely agree with you. Um, It's just, it's been a phenomenal ride here with this best of seven series so far. And, you know, I don't know if you picked up on it, but it's going to get better. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's going to get much better, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just – I agree with you. And, you know, I get, wrestling Twitter was pretty clear that uh, Nick Jackson's injury was also kind of playing off, like, NBA storylines. Like, they're just having fun with it. Uh, they really are. They really are, man. And, uh, you know, this was a, just another excellent match. And, like, these guys are, are wrestling week in and week out at this point um, for a month straight, except for last week they had their bye week. You know what I mean? They're, 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 they're week off. But other than that, it's been like just every week. It's and it's a different story every week. 
And this like this match was just excellent and phenomenal in its own way. It told its own story. Each match has felt different than you know exactly. the others. Exactly. And, and, that, and that's how you know you're dealing with 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 greatness because it's like these guys aren't just going out there and having the same match over and over again. Nope. They're having different matches with different mentalities, different stories, different psychologies. It's like, all right, well, the first week the elite took it, you know, took it lightly. The, or, you know, the, the first week was just the banger pay-per-view match. The second week the elite was taking them lightly. The third week the elite took the offense. You know what I mean? And just, and just keeps yeah. going. This week Nick got hurt. Um, so Kenny and Matt had to kind of pick up the slack. And it's just, it's great. And it's going to keep getting better with the following three uh, matches. Yeah. And, you know, the hammer being used in all three wins is a great, story to be telling right now um next match is going to be no holds barred or you know what did they say no disqualification i guess is the the wording that they used yep, no um, yeah no disqualification I, I can't freaking wait for that one uh but so the ending for this match um nick comes back limping he's got his ankle all taped up uh knack was trying to get him to stop he's like dude don't do it don't go back to the ring but he shoves knock out of the way mm-hmm. He goes back to the ring and takes everybody out, but Penta behind the ref's back takes out Nick with the hammer, uh, hits him basically in the in the leg that's hurt. Um, Fenix, I don't know if he saw it or not, but he wraps up a uh, ankle lock, um, not necessarily the Kurt Angle ankle lock, you know, more of like a real MMA ankle lock, um, and Nick taps out. So the the Death Triangle go up three games to one on uh, Death Tri- or on um the Elite. Man, I, I thought this is where we were going to be ultimately this week, but I thought we were going to go 3-0 and then 3-1, but here we are, 3-1 either way. Uh, the Elite are going to have to win three matches in a row to come back from this, huh? Now, see, Jeff, this is exactly why I am the Broken Predictions champion, because when the series started, I told you, you how predict this. Gonna, yes, you did. I, I told you how this was going to play out. Uh, I told you that the Death Triangle were going to go 2-0. Two no, two nothing. Elite were going to go 1-2. to two then death triangle again and then we're gonna go you know hopefully the distance uh and go you know game seven now jeff you you obviously we know next week uh holiday bash we know it's no dq did you happen to hear what match six and seven will be i did but uh why don't we go ahead and tell the viewers what the uh, match six and seven uh if necessary if necessary so match six if necessary on new year's smash on december 28th will be a Falls Count Anywhere match. <laughs> and then, now this show is, this show is big. Like, the, it's, ar- it's already going to be, we already knew it was going to be big, but it's getting bigger. Match seven, sorry, game seven, if necessary, Escalera de la Muerte, a ladder match. match. A fucking trio's ladder match between the Elite and the Death Triangle. Man. <laughs> oh, shit. These six guys in a ladder match is like mm. a dream. Yeah, you know, like the early the early arcs of AEW leading up to this point, Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks are one of the the triest and truest greatest rivalries in AEW history. These guys, you know, at the first AEW show, or maybe it was the second show. They had this ladder match, tag team ladder match, the Bucks and the and the, uh, the Lucha Brothers, and it's just it comes full circle. It just comes full circle. It's going to be amazing. Um, Madu just said it too. It's going to be awesome. 
It's going to be incredible. It really is. Real quick, I got to say, um, that Hikaru Shida shirt, it might be one of the coolest shirts I've ever seen. Is that a cat wearing a samurai helmet? It is. It is. Um, it's Shida's ha- uh, cat. The cat's <laughs> name is Ruta, named after a character in Breath of the Wild. That's badass. Love it. All right, so uh, Kenny hops on the mic after the match. Um, he says that he wasn't supposed to uh, cut that promo. He didn't have any time, but he announced the next match was going to be the no DQ match, so that's going to be freaking awesome, the no DQ. The hammer's going to be involved. We're going to have all kinds of tables, chairs. I mean, in a no DQ, we could have ladders as well, right? But I bet you they're going to avoid the ladders considering, you know, the final match should be a ladder match. Yeah, m- most likely. All right. Next up, we had an MD- MJF uh, Alex Marvez promo on Ricky Starks. Uh, he basically said that he made Ricky the star that he is, uh, and the only thing that matters is being the AEW champ. Uh, this was an excellent promo by MJF, the, the AEW champion. Um, oh, did what he needed to do here, and on, fantastic promo. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go but for it. There is currently a number one contenders match going on, and we need to make sure we we uh, tally the points here. Okay. So for those that, that aren't correct. aware, uh, currently there's a number one contenders match tonight. Uh, Coach Nick versus Juhas. Um, the winner will face me for the Broken Predictions Championship at a future point. I have the picks. Jeff, can you keep uh, score for me, please? Absolutely. Where'd my pen go? All right, where are we at? Let me know when you're ready. I am ready. All right, so for game four, the Elite versus the Death Triangle, Coach Nick took the Death Triangle. Juhas took the Elite. And so Coach Nick takes the early lead here in the number one contenders match. For the broken predictions championship. Speaking of which, coach just popped in the chat, said have a good one. You know, he uh he watches Dynamite later and then watches the pod later. Uh he did get back to me with his pick for the Jungle Boy match, so I'll have that when um when we get there as well. Okay. Anyway, all right, uh, coach going up one to nothing on Juhas. All right. The MJF promo was very good. These guys are at this point. They're they're just working on each other and they're they're just they're going all out and it's really awesome to see like these you know Ricky also kind of fires back later in the night but this was just such an amazing promo from MJF where he's just you know he's like I'm tired of you bitching about where you came from but you know what you're right I did have it a lot better than you and that makes me better than you and that makes me better than everybody um <laughs> just yeah it was just just great great promo absolutely. All right, next up, the acclaimed were headed to the ring. Um, Max Caster was in the middle of uh, what was to be a very good rap, but he was sadly interrupted and assaulted uh, mid-rap by Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Jeff Jarrett. Um, they proceeded to wipe out the entire acclaimed and daddy ass. Very sad moment. Um, once I saw Jeff Jarrett with the guitar, uh, the dread washed washed over me because i knew somebody was taking that guitar to the face 
And it turned out to be Max Caster smashed right over the head with the guitar from Jeff Jarrett. Ouch. Yeah, you know, man, uh, just really awesome, really awesome stuff uh, here. Like, uh, the acclaimed rap was great. Um, you know, I like this Jeff Jarrett faction he's got going on right now. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. I find it enjoyable. I feel like a lot of wrestling Twitter doesn't. Um, but, I mean, I'm into it. I'm digging it. And you know what? I'll say this. Jeff Jarrett can stay on TV as long as he wants because look at this fucking the the schedule the touring schedule the AEW yeah. has like this man joined the company and like instantly you look at this touring schedule and it's incredible it's literally going across the country obviously the london show was probably planned before jared so i'm not going to give him that credit but like they are about to tour so they're 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 finishing up touring texas including like new places in texas they haven't been to yet and then they're going to the West Coast. They're doing Washington State, and then they're doing California, and then I think they're doing Nevada. Nevada, Jeff, you're from Vegas. Is it Nevada or Nevada? It depends on how where you. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Local. So tell me what you say. I say Nevada. Okay, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. Like they're going all over the place, and it's just like they're not going back to the tri-state area as much as I want them to keep coming back because that means we can keep going. Like, they're not coming back to the tri-state area until April. Like, wow. That's okay. Not- they're wow. They're going all the way there. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's not even a Philly show or anything. That's the, the Long Island show on April 5th. Um, but like, yeah, man, like Jeff Jarrett can stay on TV because he brings a lot of good to the company. And so, and he's not terrible on TV either. He said, um, scissor this slap nuts. And that, that made me laugh. That was, that was funny. Yeah, I said, do we have your attention now? Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. All right, next up, we had a quick rehab of Claudio's win over uh, Jericho, and then we got to an interview with the entire JAS. Um, Jericho says he's going to face a jobber before his rematch with Claudio. He needs to have a quick tune-up. Um, he tells Garcia that he's going to be the shadow of his elder, Sammy Guevara. And he did not seem happy about this at all. Um, and Jake Hager just really wants to let everybody know that he really likes that hat, man. And you know what? I, I think I'm starting to like the hat, too. Yeah, the hat's a very Jeff look. <laughs> now, something that I do want to point out here is Claudio, back when we had that interview a couple weeks ago, he picked up that hat. Right, even though he still defeated Jericho and all of this stuff, I'm actually hoping we get a reunion between these two guys, whether it's in the ring or maybe as a tag team at like a one one off or something. But I hope we get to see Claudio and him both wear the hat. You know what I mean? Jeff, you realize that he punted that hat into the crowd the following week, right? That was the one that that Hager had in his pocket and handed to him in the match. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Hager had that in his pocket, and he walked up to him and handed it to him, and he was like, ah, and he punted it away. Okay. All right. Uh, Next up was Brian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, I was not expecting this match. I'm not sure when they announced it, but, man, this was freaking awesome. I absolutely love Brian Cage, man. Um, This dude's a monster. Great to see a belt around this guy's waist. Uh, he comes out with Prince Nana. 
um uh, this this match was excellent man um just absolute domination really by brian cage for most of the match but uh jungle boy makes himself a little comeback uh causes brian cage to um smash into prince nana on the side of the ring there um i, I knew you would be devastated at that and as soon as i saw you in discord i was i was laughing pretty hard there that was, uh... I, I was i'm very concerned uh, i don't know why we haven't gotten a health update yet on prince nana uh hopefully hopefully he's okay yeah, we definitely need that update if anybody's able to help us out in the chat. Um, if Prince Nana is okay or not. Brian Cage is like three times his size. Um, <laughs> so uh, Cage does tap out to um, the snare trap, but Prince Nana distracted Aubrey. Um, he kind of just gets a roll up anyway, right? Like, doesn't he just, they, they both just kind of stand up after the tap out and Jungle Boy just rolls him up in a normal you know, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and gets the one, two, three. Uh, you know, I was kind of surprised at the very end of this finish, but I didn't have any problem with it. You know, the roll up is kind of how the little guy beats the big guy a lot of times. So I was pretty, I was okay with this one. Um, yeah, just says Brian Cage should play Wolverine in some X-Men movie. I mean, maybe if like the Wolverine went like Hulk mode, they could paint him green. The thing is Wolverine's not like, He's not. No, he's not a big buff dude. No, he's not a buff guy. Like he's he's a he's a he's a bulky dude, but he's not like Brian Cage, like a monster. (laughs) So I don't know. They actually convinced. uh, They convinced Hugh Jackson, or is that that his name? Hugh Hugh Jackman. Jackman. They convinced Hugh Jackman to uh, play him one last time. I believe. I think it's going to be like a Deadpool Wolverine crossover type movie. Yeah, Deadpool three is uh, has Hugh Jackman in it as Wolverine. That's what it is. Yep. That's going to be good because if Hugh Jackman plays his comic side and adds it to Wolverine a little bit, that's going to be awesome. Incredible. I really hope that they kind of find a way to get Tom Holland in there too. That's yeah, that'd be good. Because that, that's, the, that's the trio right there. Yep. What up, Johnny Autism Wrestling? How you doing tonight, sir? What's going on, Johnny? Um, so after the, uh, after the match, Jungle Boy calls out Big Bill, uh, William Morrissey, um and proceeds to get his ass kicked by the entirety of the firm uh i was laughing my ass off because every time i see somebody call somebody out and get their ass beat i just i'm just like man you just had a match what did you expect to happen uh but we get a very very unexpected save here with none other than the handsome devil himself hook hook comes out for the save saves jungle boy basically clears out the ring everybody just ran away from hook my only problem is is morrissey is 10 times his size i kind of wish morrissey had stayed in the ring and like taken a judo throw or something but i get it they want to protect him at the moment so they just kind of cleared everybody out uh johnny says i'm good just watching amazing show of aew dynamite absolutely man amazing show tonight absolutely yeah it was a really good show tonight johnny what was your favorite uh your favorite match or your favorite part of the show let us know um anyways though yeah jeff it's called babyface momentum and it's it's hook when hook comes down to the ring everyone else is is getting out of there like it doesn't matter how big you are like that's just the way it goes now so this was like for me this was like an overly epic this is like and this is what happens when you build these young stars and you kind of keep them separated because it felt so natural like these two teaming up it i've never thought about these two teaming up but when i saw it 
and I thought about it, I was like, bro, this is fucking wild. This is so That's what cool. I said, yeah. I was so hyped for this. So, Jeff, I would like to um, propose a name for this team. Uh, I, I think a great, a great name would be the Jungle Hook. The Jungle Hook? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of catchy. It is. But anyways, yeah, so I like Hook and Jack Perry is a team that I didn't know I needed and now I really fucking need this tag team. Yeah. All right. Uh yeah. Um so great alliance made here. Uh did Juhas get a pick for this match to you? Uh let's see. Cuz I know they announced this one a little bit late. I'm sure it was after we had our uh, picks in. I don't think I got a pick from Juhas. All right, no worries. If he didn't do a pick, we won't uh we won't include the match. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't have one from him. All right, no worries. All right. After this, we had the Blackpool Combat Club cutting a really really good promo um basically about saying like if you know if you're confused about us, you know, you you don't need to be. All three of us beat the crap out of our opponents at the uh pay-per-view and you know on the Dynamite Rampage, whatever you want to say. Um, he says if Sammy really has the balls to show up on Rampage, he's going to absolutely stomp his face in. Um, I truly, honestly believe him. I do believe he will stomp Sammy's freaking head in in that match. Uh, he says, Hangman, you know, you know where to find me and bring your Dark Order buddies. So we may get the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Dark Order and Hangman, but I don't know if Hangman is still cleared yet. He told a pretty uh pretty intense story about the knockout with Moxley. Um this was kind of an emotional one too, you know. He was talking about how, you know, after he came to about 60 seconds after he was knocked out, he couldn't remember much. Uh once he got into the ambulance is when he started coming to. Uh they started asking him some questions and he started getting them all right. And they showed him a picture of his son on his phone and asked him, hey, what's his name? And he couldn't remember his name for an hour. That got me, dude. That like that actually really got me. Like I didn't I didn't tear up or anything on this one, you know, but man, I couldn't imagine if that's true. Wow, that's that's one of those that makes you uh rethink your life choices, you know. So let me uh, scroll way down my list since we're just going out of order on this show. Uh all right, so hangman promo right so you you didn't get emo you didn't get emotional i did um if you are sitting here watching after watching aw you watch dynamite on a regular basis or maybe you don't i don't know you know not you jeff but anybody um and you don't understand or you don't get hangman adam page i don't know if i have any hope for you (laughs) like yeah yeah we, we convinced history, we convinced coach we showed coach the light you know yeah you know, we showed I, him the cowboy shit i i spent this the entirety of this podcast one of my legacies is being the the only guy willing to stand up for adam page and like when he's sitting there and he's cutting this promo and you know and he starts talking about his son man like that's Mm, that's that's fucking that's deep and that's really it was man it was incredible so the coogs here if all does he came from his birthday celebration today happy birthday watching dynamite at the sports bar the crowd at the sports bar was oh wait 
Are you saying the crowd live at the show was nuts? Because they were. Or was the crowd at the sports bar going nuts? Because that would be really cool. Um, anyways, ha- yes, happy birthday. Hope you had a Absolutely. great day. Absolutely, happy birthday. Thank you for joining us on your special day. Appreciate that. It means a lot to us. But, yeah, this Hangman promo was just... Yeah. And I realize you said that I, I did go out of order here. So the Blackpool Combat Club kind of finished theirs. Hangman cuts this a little bit later. A little bit. Um, you, went, but, you went, Jeff, you went from segment six to segment 16. Yeah, it's just he said, Hangman, you know where I'm at, you know, bring your buddies. And then my brain just went right to that segment with them in the background. Um, we'll, we'll get back to that here in a few when we get to that segment. So yeah. next up was a uh, Swerve video package. Um you know speaking to keith lee saying you know we're not friends we're not family he said in this business all i have are affiliates Mm. um i'm wondering if this is like a reference to his old you know old people in uh hit row over there um i'm also you know i don't know this was a pretty good video package he said they're gonna have themselves a meeting where you know i'm not sure what's gonna happen in this meeting what do you what do you think's gonna go on here i don't know i guess we'll find out Probably going to get some negotiations on a match between the two or something like that. We shall see. All right. Next up, we had the House of Black versus the Factory. Oh, my God. This entrance. So I don't know if this came across to everybody, but Malachi Black was sitting cross-legged in the middle. There was a red glow behind him. And as he stood up and the music kind of hit its climax the rest of the dark order appeared to to walk out of thin air like normally they kind of come out of some smoke with some light the light kind of makes a weird uh like it makes a weird little special effect thing this one really looked like they walked just out of the nothingness and walked straight into the camera next to him this was one of the coolest entrances i have ever seen especially on a regular, you know, AEW dynamite. I guess it's not a regular dynamite because it is winter is coming. But normally, an entrance such with such, something so cool is like a pay per view type thing, you know. Jeff, did you realize you referred to them as the uh, the Dark Order? I said the Dark Order. You said the Dark Order. Ah man, the House of Black. Yeah. Um, but this man, was incredible. This entrance. Man, listen, this was fucking perfect you couldn't have done this any better i i don't know what you could have done differently in this segment to improve on this segment the entrance was dope the julia was amazing her holding the mask and just standing there holding it amazing camarado coming over and she gives him the black mist perfect and then you know this is supposed to be a match no this is not a match they you know brody and um and buddy they jump uh, Carter and who was the third? Was it was it um, Solo? I think it was Solo because Camarado took the black mist from and, Julia, right? And Shoddy wasn't there. Um, but so these two guys, like they just killed them. And QT and and Malachi stay in the ring. Malachi sits in the corner. QT is looking around like, oh shit! And like they're not even fighting; they're just watching their their pupils attack each other. Um, and then in which case, Malachi and QT go, and QT's like, all right, I'm going to do this. Malachi gets up, gets hit them with the black mass, one, two, three. And I just, I was like, this is fucking perfect. Like, this is incredible. I, yeah. I don't know what you could do differently in this situation to make it any better than it was. 
This is exactly what the factory are here for. Um, this was, like you just said, it was perfect. Um, I think Shoddy was actually there. He's the one that he, uh, that, um, that Buddy did that weird, his finishing move to on the table that didn't quite break the table. Mm. And the other guy was that new guy, um, Cole, Cole Carter, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was, this was amazing. The house of black, this is how you bring them back and make them an absolute force to be reckoned with. Um, I've, I, they look so amazing. Julia Hart looks absolutely incredible in her new, her whole black hat, her gear, all this. Oh, it's just so good. So both, um, both coach Nick and Juhas both took the house of black here. All right. Two to one. All right, next up, we had a very good video package uh, for Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. Um, I love Jamie Hayter's new saying, Hayter hits harder. Uh, it's really nice little uh, catchphrase for her. Um, and, you know, of course, we all love Hikaru Shida here. You're even wearing her freaking amazing shirt. I kind of love that shirt. Uh, I can't wait for this match. That I hope they give these girls a good 15 to 20 minutes. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be a really good match. Next up, we got a Britt Baker with Renee Paquette uh, cutting a promo on Sheeta, um, basically saying, you know, Jamie Hayter's going to destroy her. And Sky Blue shows up and calls out Britt for Rampage. Um, I actually really, really like this. Um, Sky Blue has been doing incredible lately. Uh, her versus Britt, I think, is going to be a really good match. Yeah, and you're going to see a trend um here where tony at least you know week two of this promise he, he tony khan said uh he promised that rampage was going to be a much more um stacked show going forward it was going to be a priority for him uh and here we are this week on rampage we have Britt baker wrestling we have john moxley wrestling and we have wardlow wrestling friday so Oof, amongst others amongst others yeah all right, next up was the Chris Jericho versus the Jobber Action Andretti. Um, I'm not sure if anybody else had known this guy before. Now, his name slightly rang a bell for me, but I will definitely admit I can't remember seeing him. I don't recall seeing him. Uh, do you recall seeing him on Dark or anything like that? Well, you see, Jeff, if you, uh, if you listen to me, as I've said, in the past, um, we have seen Action Andretti before, uh, once on AEW programming uh, about a, two months ago, give or take. He uh, he wrestled QT Marshall on AEW Dark. Okay. Um, in which case, he lost to QT Marshall in about eight or nine minutes, and then he cut a promo following that match, kind of introducing himself and letting people know what he's all about. Um, and now. You may not remember this, but back then, during the podcast, uh, I mentioned that it was a good week on Dark, and I said that it was a, you know, I kind of, we were talking about it a little bit, and I mentioned Action Andretti, actually, um, if I recall. But yeah, he was on Dark previously. He lost to QT Marshall. I think that was his tryout match, and the fact they gave him promo time on Dark after the match, um, I think that kind of tells you what they saw in him then. Um so this was a pretty awesome spot for him. Yeah, it was great. 
Um, so right away, the crowd starts uh, chanting for Jericho. You tapped out. You tapped out. Um, Jericho kind of slaps this guy around a little bit, not taking him too seriously. Um, they had some chance of let's go jobber. And I, for some reason, I just immediately was like, man, I want this guy to change his name to jobber. I think it would be hilarious for someone to just embrace that from the crowd. But Jericho actually caught it immediately. And he stopped the crowd from doing it by he shouted his name a bunch of times when there was a little bit of quiet. Um, I noticed it right away. Jericho. Yeah. Miyaja catches it here too. Jericho put this kid over. Absolutely. Um, and there was like a, a real quiet moment when Jericho was about to, you know, give him a chest chop. Everybody likes to get quiet when that's happening. And he said, come on action, come on action. So it got the crowd to start chanting. Let's go action instead. So a great job by Jericho there to get rid of the whole jobber chant. But I just, I really wanted to see somebody, you know, do that for a moment, but Jericho caught it and stopped that. Um, this kid, I don't know if this was Jericho's doing or if this was just a natural thing that happened here tonight, but I have never seen somebody that I would consider, you know, a jobber or a first timer in the ring, you know, for their, what do you want to call it? Uh, in ring dynamite debut. This kid was amazing. And the crowd was so over for this kid. It was incredible. And you, I think you got to attest it to Jericho, the, the genius of Jericho, just once again, you know? Yeah, I mean, Jericho definitely plays a huge part in it. Um, I think that this was just, again, like, like you said, it was it was a really special moment. Um, this was this generation's one, two, three kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you know what? It was to the point that even uh, old Sean Waltman himself tweeted about it. Um, Did he? Yeah, it was a gif like where it said like applause, and it's a guy just standing there looking all smug, clapping. Um, but you you know okay. you know what he's talking about. You know what he's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know it's just it's just things like that. This that just feel so authentic you know, in AEW and, and like it's the crowd really helped make it special. Um, I think Tony Khan's going to have to give Texas a pay-per-view. I know that they go to Texas often for TV. So maybe they're a little hesitant because it's just, it's one of their really well-run markets, but like, man, you got to give Texas a pay-per-view. I mean like an AEW pay-per-view. Um, you just gotta, this, these crowds are always so, so strong there. Again, there's nothing else to cheer for in Texas. So I, I mean, like you might as well be a good wrestling fan. Yeah, man, this, this was, uh, this was incredible. This, this kid, um, he's like, I wrote down here, new Dante question mark, you know, um, he was on Dante's level with his athleticism and stuff like that. So, uh, this kid, picks up the win after an incredible match with Jericho. The crowd was super behind him. Um, he hits a running shooting star press and Jericho takes the one, two, three and lays there shocked in the ring as uh, the kid runs up the ramp, uh, handheld high. So I think, you know, like the Coog says, it's moments like these that make pro wrestling fun. You know what I mean? This yeah. was super fun. That's a great word for it, Coog. Thank you. It was a I great think, word for it. I think that something that really also kind of makes this better was the fact that Andretti did not beat Jericho with a roll-up. He did not beat him with a schoolboy. He did okay. not beat him with a quick pin. He hit what you, I assume is his finisher, which was a standing shooting star press. 
I don't know if it's his finisher or not, but he hit Same a wrestling way. move and then went for a regular cover and caught Jericho sleeping and won. And like that's that's just awesome. So it was just yes, thank you, Q saying like in my uh, my Hikara Shida shirt. Thank you. So cool. I really like this shirt. I'm a big I bought this. This came out when she when she won the like right before she won the world title. And I was, you know, day oh, really? so that's an older one. That might be. Oh, rare. yeah, man. This is an OG. Look, man, I'm an OG Sheeta guy. Like, I was there. I remember day one when she came in. She was part of a trios match. And, like, I can't remember who else was in the match, but somebody, like, I, I think it was Riho. Everyone's talking about Riho. And I'm like, why is nobody, like, that I, in my circle, talking about Hikaru Sheeta? She's awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm just sitting here. I just know how to pick them. I pick Sheeta, I pick Cassidy. You know, then they blow up. The acclaimed, like these are my these are my guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So next up, we had a really good Ricky Starks promo saying tonight he gets his shot. It's been a long road. Um, he cut a great promo here for the uh, babyface challenger. Um, got me pretty hyped for the match. So did his job there. Um, next up was a video package. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Um. The Chris Jericho action Andretti match. What did we have for the predictions here? Well, I'll just go out and tell you that nobody's surprised. No one gets a point on this one. Okay. There are Both no of points. them chose Jericho, right? Both of them chose Chris Jericho. All right. So next up after that was a FTR video package on the ass boys or, you know, the gun club uh they said you know basically they're like listen you want our attention you, you you beat our asses after we had one of the most brutal matches of all time one of the greatest matches that i have personally ever seen uh on my television in front of me um well you want our attention you got it so we're gonna get ftr versus the gun club i think we're gonna have a nice little uh program between these two teams yeah definitely and so the coog hidden us with a fun fact that uh, Emi Sakura trained Shida, Riho, Mei Segura, uh, Saruga, sorry, uh, and Mizuki from TJPW. Uh, yeah, actually, I knew that. That was actually a big storyline in on Dark the past few months yeah. um, with Shida and Emi feuding for the Regina D-Wave championship. Yeah, Emi trained like half the women's roster, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why she's here, man. Yeah. All right. Next up, after the FTR promo, we saw Jericho freaking out backstage, just smashing things and throwing chairs and, you know, I am the Ocho, I am the Ocho, and he walked into his locker room, ah, this was hilarious, this is the parts of goofy wrestling that I love, um, I was literally just laughing my ass off in my chair watching him scream, um, I, I love stuff like this, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny that, uh... It was just so funny to see Jericho just, like, freaking out here. Um, yeah, just just so funny. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, we had Ty Mello versus Ruby Soho. And, you know, I'm going to admit this was one of those matches that uh, I thought was not going to be very good. Um, you know, sometimes Ty has good matches. Sometimes she doesn't. Same with Ruby Soho. But they both freaking had an awesome match here tonight i thought this was uh great um ty attacks ruby soho before the bell they had a decent fight outside the ring um they did this was a great job by both ladies here uh, what'd you think oh yeah it was a really strong match really good solid mm -hmm. um i think it's one of ty's better matches yeah um 
yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't really have any complaints with it. I just I thought it was a really solid match. Uh, once again, it is a storyline in the women's division that's not focused on the title. Um, and it leads me to, I had an interesting thought, and I, I don't know if at this point I'm just reaching too much, right? But so, like, so Britt Baker, right, and uh, Jamie Hayter teaming up against Soraya on January 11th uh, and their mystery partner. We've discussed how that's uh, Mercedes, right? So okay. it seems like this storyline could be also going in a direction that needs someone else to step in and help Ruby Soho. And my my thought process, because at this point, again, I'm I'm the Charlie Day meme these days. I'm I'm connecting the lines on the board. I'm doing all this crazy stuff. And my thought process is is like, what if this is uh what if this is Naomi? Right? I mean, it's believable and it makes sense. What if this is just a way to also get Na- maybe Naomi signed too? Maybe they're sticking together. I mean, I don't know. I would hope that they would doing all this stuff together, leaving together. Um, now, somebody as of this morning became available. Uh, somebody was released. I guess oh, you wouldn't say available right now. There's probably going to be a ninety days in there, but Mandy we'll Rose. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. I, have <laughs> I was I have just fun. thinking, you know. Uh, so we had a great match here. Uh, Ty Conti hit a really cool gotch style pile driver. You know, you don't see the ladies hitting pile drivers very often, especially the gotch style. Um, very nice by Ty Conti there. Just gets a two count. Uh, Ruby Soho picks up the win with a destination unknown. Um, Ana Jay attacks her after the bell. Uh, and like you said, looks like we're going to need some sort of a partner for Ruby Soho in the future to go against those two. So, yeah. you know, I'm wondering if it'll be like maybe like a Riho or something like that, you know, but I'm not sure who it's going to be. I literally probably couldn't t- couldn't guess who it's going to be if I tried right now. Possibly. Uh, Jeff, can you go to your uh, go to your screen for a little bit briefly? Yeah. One two. All right. Next up, we had, uh, this was now where Hangman Adam Page was backstage with Alex Marvez. Uh, He had Evil Uno with him, and that's when he told his story about, you know, being knocked out on October 18th against John Moxley, Um, how he answered all the questions from the paramedics. Uh, They said, listen, your phone has rang about 100 times, man. You got like a 1,000 text messages. Um, Do you think you might want to uh, unlock your phone, you know, and when they gave him his phone, there was a picture of his son and they said, Hey, he's, he's a cute kid. You know, what's his name? And hangman just sat there silent and they were like, what's his name? And he said for an hour, he could not remember his son's name. So, you know, if Moxley, uh, he said, and that was hell to him, you know, and if, if Moxley wants to drag him back to hell, he's going to drag Moxley with him. So I think the way that he said that makes me think that he may actually, we may get this match. But we might get some sort of like shenanigans where the Dark Order don't let him do the match. Uh, they kind of hold him back. Maybe we get a little bit of a brawl again like we did before. And, you know, we'll get something like that. Yeah, Hangman's promo was a tearjerker. I was surprised that I didn't tear up. Um, I think it just hit me harder than I thought it would have. And I didn't tear up, if that makes any sense. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely an emotional one there. I was I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah, damn. this uh 
Yeah, this one got me, man. This one was that was powerful. That was just oh man, I'm just sitting there like what? Oh man. Oh that's that's rough. It was really rough. Um but just just incredible work. I mean Yeah. You got Uno in the background explaining Preston Vance situation to hangman and you know, just stuff's just not going their way. And I actually do wonder if if the Dark Order is actually going to back hangman up here. I don't know about back him up, but I feel like they're going to like hold him back. If that make if you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're not cleared. Stop, stop. You know, well, but we shall see. When just says uh, wrestling doesn't have a main character, but if it did, AW's main character would be hangman. Yeah. That, that's so accurate. That's it so is. it really is. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it is hangman. Adam page's story. The company is his story. Like, yes, it's the elite. You know, but he's part of the elite. You know, it it just he's always been a constant there. He's always been he's always been relevant, even if he wasn't always in the main event. You know, whether it was, you know, feuding with Jericho early days and then the elite versus um oh shoot, who was it? Uh the inner circle to like just just moving forward, you know, hangman and Kenny Omega, and then Hangman and uh CM Punk, and then Hangman and now Mox. Like that that's hangman adam page's legacy this is his he's the main character of this company you know like that that was the idea like when this company was formed like that was the idea and it's just again like i said earlier if you don't get hangman adam page at this point i don't know if i if i if i don't know if you have any hope i don't know if there's hope for you yeah Um, you just it's just kind of like it is what it is like you, you either get it or you don't yeah, I, exactly. All right. Next up, we had uh, Dustin Rhodes and the best friends uh, cutting a promo, <laughs> cutting a promo on um, the Butcher, the Blade, and some more of the other guys over there. Um, Dustin says it's going to be him, the best friends, and the Spooky Boy versus the Butcher, the Blade, and who are the others? Kip and uh, Trent Seven. There we go, Kip and Trent Seven. That should be a really good uh, match there. I'm, I, I love seeing Danhausen. I love seeing Dustin out there. Anytime we get to see him now is kind of a, a blessing, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think you're gonna actually start seeing more of him with his, uh, yeah. his career starting to wind down. He probably wants to wrestle a good amount before he's done next year. Um, Coog saying the day that the prodigal son Hangman rejoins the Elite will be so epic, dude. I am constantly shouting at my television whenever it's whenever it's teased whether it's bt or or whatever like that's what i'm waiting for i'm waiting for hangman to go back um and it'll happen it will happen eventually um but yeah all right next up was the main event of the evening we had the AEW Dynamite Diamond Ring and the AEW World Championship on the line for Ricky Starks and MJF in a winner-takes-all match. This was another pay-per-view quality match given to us on regular TV by Tony Khan. This match kicked ass in every way that, that a regular TV match would. You know what I mean? Like We didn't get any color or anything like that. There was a few things that they could have done to elevate it to a pay-per-view status, but this match was incredible, man. I I I I got everything we wanted from Ricky Starks on this and 
MJF just played the perfect heel in this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Uh, this was the start of this MJF title reign. It was his first defense. Um, they really built Ricky up the past few weeks. I mean, it was uh, it was awesome. It was really good. I, I don't want to sound like a broken record tonight because a lot of the shit tonight was really, really good. Um, but it's just, yeah, like just watching this match, it was it was great. Uh, my favorite point of the match was the the rope break spot. I thought that was really clever and really cool. And it really yes. fit who both of these characters were. Like it, it really encompasses them in, in like a 10 second clip where, so MJF goes into the Saul of the Earth arm breaker or arm, arm breaker. Arm bar. Yeah, the Fujiwara arm bar. Yeah, arm bar. I'm sorry. The arm breaker is, yeah, yeah, arm bar. Um, but he goes in the arm bar, his finishing move. And Ricky goes to grab the rope with his hand. MJF grabs his hand, stretches it behind his back. Then he, then Ricky's like, all right, well, I'm going to use my leg. Goes to use his leg. MJF grabs his leg. He's like, well, I have another leg. Ricky goes and puts his foot on the rope. And MJF's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Dude, he had three limbs wrapped up. It was, it looked so perfect. It was hilarious. It, it was just, it was just wrestling at its best, man. I absolutely loved it. Um, there was a really good spot that I liked where MJF had Ricky in an abdominal stretch, you know, and he kept on like rubbing his knuckles into his ribs. And then he reached down and bit his ribs and commentary was smart enough to tell us like, remember that Lance Archer match where Ricky Starks got his ribs busted up. You know, he's still not at a hundred percent. I was just like, man, this is so perfect. The way that he's using this move to attack the ribs commentary smart enough to tell us why he's attacking the ribs. You know, we all have a good enough memory to remember what they're talking about. Like, and I, I just, everything about this match here tonight was freaking amazing. I absolutely loved this. Uh, one spot from MJF, the power bomb onto his knee. Dude, with my herniated L4 and my L5, I would that would kill me. I would be like in a wheelchair for like two weeks. <laughs> so, um, did this match give you any sort of like rock stone cold vibes or anything like that? Like, that's what I was getting from it all night. Like, uh, when, you know, MJF was just kind of slapping, just started slapping him around. And then Ricky came back with a right hand and then they just started hockey fighting it out in the middle. I was just like, man, I'm getting real you know, stone cold rock vibes from this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been talking about that for a few weeks now where that's just, that's the vibe, man. That's, yeah. this is one of those rivalries that we're going to be seeing these guys go back and forth. We talked about it with Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. And now we're going to talk about it with MJF and Ricky Starks. Like this is, this is a feud moving forward that we will see often. Um, and maybe not often, but we're going to see it for a long time. Like it's just going to be something that's there the history is going to be there. We're going to see these guys in probably almost every kind of way you can imagine. Uh, you know what I mean? They're eventually probably going to even team up years down the road. Like, it'll just be what it is. Um, but, yeah, I just, this is a great match that really fit the vibe of both guys. The way they built up this match leading into the night and tonight included. They both got lengthy, scalding promos to do against each other. They both, uh, I love the scene earlier in the night where they're kind of showing them both prepare and Ricky's working out and stretching with the uh, with the rope, and MJF is there on his phone, laying sideways on the uh, on the trainer table, just getting a back massage. Yeah. Uh, so this 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 was a great match. Um, the three limb spot that you were talking about was one that I wrote down. That was one of my favorite spots of the night as well. Mm. Uh, the finish here, MJF kind of grabs onto the ref 
puts him in between him and Ricky. Uh, he shoves the ref out of the way, and while his back was turned, he just absolutely punts Ricky Starks right in the cojones. Um, gets the roll up one, two, three. Uh, I wasn't super into the finish on this. The the grabbing the ref, pushing him out of the way. It was a classic heel move. Um, I I just something about it, you know. For for a second, I was kind of like, eh. But you know, it is what it is. It was a classic heel finish. Um, I don't really have a big problem with it. I was just, I guess, I was hoping for something else. You know what I mean? This was. I thought it was perfect. I thought it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just, I guess, my brain was like hoping for something else, and I was just kind of disappointed. I didn't get you know an actual finish of some kind, but you know. I think what you need to remember and keep in mind is that this was match number one of what is going to be a year-long run. Um, hope so, yeah. It's going to be. This is going to go to the end of 2023. MJF is going to be the world champion for a year. Um, and and think- this is just match one. So it let them escalate. Let them build. Uh, in terms of him you know, being a heel, this is, like you said, a very classic heel move. Very simple. Very basic. It worked for the first match of his of his title reign. Yep. Let, let, him, let him keep escalating it, and you know it'll be great. All right, so MJF takes the win on this one. Looks like uh, both guys both voted for MJF, right? Correct. They also both voted for Ruby Soho. We didn't even talk about that, but so two yep. points for both. All right. <laughs> What's going on here? All right, so. That was the end of a absolutely fantastic dynamite. Um, MJF goes to walk off uh, up the ramp and the music that I had been waiting to hear while MJF is champion came much sooner than I had anticipated, even though I guess he hinted at this last, last week, Brian Danielson's music hits and I fucking lost my shit. I was like, let's go. And Danielson was having none of it. He didn't give MJF a second. He chased him around the ring and through the crowd. Um, I, I can't wait for Danielson versus MJF. I can't wait for this feud. This is going to be incredible. Yeah, man. It's going to be really good. They might they might do that to Revolution. I don't know if that's going to be the Revolution plan. I mean, it's two months away, so maybe not. But, you know, well, three months away. But Tell you what, man. Ricky Starks still has, you know a little bit of a gripe with, you know, getting low blowed and stuff in this match. What if we kind of get like a three-way feud going on here where Ricky is like, get your ass out of here, Danielson. I still have my shot, you know, like. I think that's a good idea, um, but yeah. I, I would keep it simple. I, I would just have it do singles. Um, again, you're going to have a run of it for like a year here. Um, so I, I think let, I think this title range should just be MJF, like, Give him like three or four weeks to build a match with somebody, let him have the match, and then move on to the next guy. Yeah, I 100% agree. All right. So after we have tallied up the, um, the numbers here, we do have ourselves a winner. Juhas coming in with three points. And Coach coming in with four points. So it looks like we have crowned ourselves a new viewers champion of the Broken Tables podcast, Coach Nick. 
Congratulations, Coach Nick. You are now the viewers champion of the Broken Tables podcast. The viewers champion gets to be the number one contender for the Broken Predictions champion against our co-host reigning, defending Broken Predictions champion, King Rome. Uh, Rome, uh, I know you are being the head booker at the moment. When did you say this uh, number one contenders match will take place? Or this now Broken Predictions championship match? Where will this take place? The title match has not yet been booked. Uh, I will be taking a look at the cards and we will be figuring it out. I would like to congratulate the coach uh, first and foremost. Uh, this Look, man, I'm just going to be honest. Much like the embassy forever... The King's Court for life. Uh, and we're going to keep it in the family. Coach Nick is a is a tenacious competitor who I have the utmost respect for. Uh, otherwise, you know, that's why he's in the King's Court to begin with. Uh, we only roll with the best in the King's Court. And, Absolutely. And so this is going to be a hell of a title match that I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, Juhas, you know, great again, great competitor as well. Uh, when I booked this match, I wanted to face the best, uh, and I again I think I picked some good some good competition here. Uh, you know, sometimes in predictions, all it takes is one match to not go your way, and I think Juhasa he learned that tonight. So you know, yeah. back to the drawing board for him. But I will say this because Jeff, I know you felt kind of left out the last few weeks, and I know that Juhas has no problem. Uh, you know, he he has an urge to defeat you, it would seem. Um, so I'm gonna book another match. I'm gonna book another match. Okay. January eleventh, the Kia Forum. An excellent dynamite. Huge dynamite. One of the biggest dynamites probably in a of all time. Um, and we're like a month out and it's already a huge dynamite. We will have an exhibition match between yourself, Jeffrey Vegas. And Juhas, and it will okay. be—it's a grudge match. It, it's a—it's like this is a feud. This is this is like a feud. Match. Understood. Well, Juhas, when you do watch this, because uh, I'm sure you're working or something right now, uh, it's on, man. January 11th, you said. Yep, January 11th, the Kia Forum. It's gonna be a great Kia night. Forum, man. It's gonna be a huge Game show. On. You guys are gonna—it's gonna be great. Uh, you know, as head booker. Uh, I'm going to continue to create great, 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 great matches here on the Broken Predictions League on the Broken Tables podcast. And if you want to get involved in the Broken Predictions League, if you want to get in the rankings, you want to you want to start establishing yourself and maybe possibly challenge me or the coach, maybe the coach will win. I don't know. I don't think he will, but I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. Let us know. Let me know. Join the Discord. Message me. Let's uh, let's get people involved. Absolutely. Uh, that's why we say we are the only fully uh, interactive wrestling podcast on YouTube. Just hit that subscribe button, say what's up to us in chat, and you can get involved. You know, um, become one of our regulars, and you will be invited to do uh, you know something eventually. You know, it's kind of the way it works here. So thank you guys very much for all the subscribes and likes. Um, if you have not hit that subscribe button, please, uh, please hit that thing as hard as you can. Drop an elbow from the top rope. Um. This was an awesome episode of Dynamite tonight, man. Like, I, I, the more that we talk about it, the more that I think about it. Like, the more I loved this episode. the The Hangman segment just really, the the more we talked about it, 
just the better I think that segment was, man. Just him spilling it out there, like really laying it out to the crowd, you know, and you know, sometimes as fans, we're kind of like, why are these guys not back yet? You know, it's just it's just a concussion, you know. In in the NFL, they're back in a week. Like, what's going on? Where are these guys? Sometimes we don't really think about the things that actually happened to them during that concussion and you know, it, it that that was that was a very emotional thing by Hangman there and just really added to the atmosphere of the entire show. So this was an excellent episode of Dynamite for me. Um what do you got? Yeah, uh, uh just Winter is coming is always a big dynamite for them. It's always a big show. Um and just act, yeah, I just think this was an excellent show. It, like this was a such a statement maker. I mean, if it, it, it's the next era of AEW, we've talked about it for a few weeks now. Um, so much good stuff happened on this show. Uh, you know, Action Andretti, and he signed now. He's elite. He's all elite. Um, the promos were great. Death Triangle and the Elite was great. MJF and Ricky Starks was great. There's just so much great stuff coming around. Um, and January is another huge month for AEW. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's just, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how Tony Khan sits here and, and, and just makes this all happen every every single month, month in and month out. I mean, he has his detractors, and most of them are in bad faith. Um, but I don't know what to tell them at that point. It's just, it's it's just, it's awesome. It's amazing, amazing TV every single week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Um, So what do you got for us that's going on on Rampage? All right. Well, this Friday on Rampage, first up we have John Moxley versus Sammy Guevara. The Coog said that tonight's AEW show was a great birthday gift. Life is good, indeed it is. Um, next up we have Sky Blue versus Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Wardlow will be in action, and finally, we will have a eight-man tag match. Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Dustin Rhodes versus The Butcher, The Blade, Trent Seven, and Kip Sabian. And then, uh, let's see here, Dynamite. Next week on Dynamite Holiday Bash, we have Jamie Hayter versus Akara Shida for the Women's World Championship. FTR will face the Guns. Um, I don't think it's for the... No, it's not for the title. It, the, the card has IWGP and AAA World Tag Team Champions above FTR. I don't think it's for the title. It doesn't seem like it. Um, and then lastly, for next week, we have Game 5, a no-DQ match. Death Triangle versus the Elite. All right. Darth Giles in the chat. Merry Christmas, y'all. Winter is coming tonight. <laughs> what up, Darth? Uh, that's going to be a great Rampage, man. I'm like, like I said every week, man, people that don't watch Rampage, you guys are kind of crazy. I don't understand why you wouldn't watch Rampage unless, like, Unless you do something on Friday night with your life, like actually have a life and go out and stuff, I understand. But you should at least uh, DVR it and watch it when you get home or tomorrow morning or something, because yeah, Rampage is must-see as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Well, while I'm being attacked by a cat, uh, you want to go ahead and close us out, sir? Yeah, see, and this is the thing, right? So, like, Tiger, Tiger is super expensive. Like, he, he wants to be paid for per appearance. That's why he doesn't show up. He, you know, he's around. He's just, he, he's too expensive. I can't afford yeah, it. Yeah, he, he gets paid per appearance. Per appearance, yeah. We, we, we straight up cannot afford him to be on the show as much, so we have to make do. Um, yeah. Is that Loki or Zelda? That's Zelda. 
Zelda. Okay. Um, I couldn't tell because I just I see the butt. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, this is uh, it's been a great show, uh, and this has been episode one hundred of the Broken Tables podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please in- consider giving us a like and subscribe or a follow, depending on where you find us. As I said, this was episode 100, and we are super grateful for your guys' support. Uh, you guys really make it happen. We got over 10 likes tonight. We're at 12 likes. That's one of our higher-liked video uh, live streams in a while. So yeah. really appreciate that. If you're in the chat right now or you're watching, you're lurking around and you didn't like yet, please hit that like button and get us up. You know, We really appreciate it. Um, like I said, it, you know, 100 episodes in, uh, started this back in February or March. I remember our first episode was, uh, who we thought was going to be debuting the, that following week. And it was Keith Lee. Um, yeah. and you know, here we are, uh, at the end of the year and it's, you know, it's been a blast and now we're doing this show. We're doing the game room podcast as well. Uh, really covering, you know, the stuff that I love, um, you know, and Jeff as well. So, yeah, I just thank you guys for hanging out with us here. You can follow us on our social medias down below. Um, we will be back on Friday. Actually, I might have to talk to you about that, Jeff. You might be the only one here on Friday. Um, but Friday, we will be back. Um, until next time, see you guys then. All right. Thank you guys very much for 100 episodes. Can't wait to see you guys for 101 on Friday. Uh, but until then, top guys, out. <laughs>